Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630-CHAD. Everybody, Bob Stopper joining you from Los Angeles, California. This is Oilers Now, and it is brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Do or die for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Game six, Edmonton in L.A. in what has been frankly a odd series a series in which the Oilers have a plus six goal differential a series in which Edmonton is seven for 17 on the power play and really seven for 13 on the power play uh going 0 for four at the end of a couple games where they were routing the Kings um the the Kings having scored the same amount of power play goals as they've given up uh while they've been on the power play at two each and yet here we are after LA's overtime victory Tuesday night in Edmonton after a furious Oilers comeback in the third period. Uh, the Kings up 3-2 and the Oilers playing for their proverbial playoff lives. Edmonton's going to hit the ice in 22 minutes over at Crypto.com Arena. And we're not going to 100% for sure know what the Oilers lineup is going to be until we drop the puck tonight. It's going to be that simple. We do know Mike Smith is going to start somehow despite posting a 930 save percentage. The Oilers are down in the series. Mike Smith is 2-3 and three with a 2.81 goals against average and a 9.30 save percentage. It's interesting, over the course of the last three seasons, if you include the play-in series against Chicago, Edmonton is 3-10 and 10 in the playoffs. In those three games that they won, they scored 6-6 six, six, and 8 goals. Um, Smith, frankly, has probably outplayed Jonathan Quick in the balance of the series. But I don't know if he's necessarily stolen a game. You could assert maybe game three in the first period when Edmonton led 2-0 after one. But we're being outshot 19-7. to And speaking of first periods, the Oilers got to get on their horse earlier in the game. That goes without saying. The teams that have scored first in the series have won all five games. In the Western Conference alone, 18-1. and It has been a front-runner series, to say the least. And Edmonton is being dramatically outshot, 85 to 47. In the, so through five games, on average, about 17 to 9 in the opening periods of the game. Of course, Edmonton will not have Darnell Nurse. Will the Oilers go with 6 or 7D? I might be inclined with the recall of Philip Roberg yesterday to go with a seventh defenseman. Full preview coming up in the first half hour. Brendan Escott is back in the 630 Chad Studios. We will hear from Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel. From Crypto.com Arena at 12.35. At 1.05, last night he was working the uh, ferocious Florida comeback against Washington from the NHL Network and ESPN for Canadian Power Pack, Kevin Weeks. And at 1.05 today, 
He was also part of a, a broadcast last night involving the Capitals and the Panthers. Edmonton area product willed his way to become a National Hockey League player, longtime Washington Capitals color analyst, Alan May. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree is 100% restriction-free. Daily food specials, spectacular live music each weekend. For more information, head to rivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Same number, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. I'm Bob Stoffer in Los Angeles. You can reach me, Bob underscore Stoffer. The show Twitter account is at Oilers Now. Brendan Escott is uh, producing uh, the show and part of the show on a daily basis. You can reach Brendan at two E's, Escott with two T's. Brendan and Cam Moon will have tomorrow's show for you as the Oilers will fly back during the day. And Brendan, since we flew down yesterday, I guess I'm going to throw it over to you here for a 30-second commentary on sort of how things, what was the tenor and the emotion like, uh, specifically on the text line yesterday on the heels of the 5-4 overtime loss to Los Angeles in Game 5? Well, emotion's a funny word, Bob, because I think a lot of people, a lot of texters think that's exactly what the Oilers have been lacking. It's uh, been evident in the starts and how flat they've been and uh, in the way that uh, the team just hasn't looked itself the way that it was down the stretch. So an inability to reach the baseline that's being talked about. I think people are seeing that on a night-to-night basis. Well, it's interesting because when you take a look at the body of work that Jay Woodcroft has had, I mean, here's the thing. Dave Tippett's teams often started slowly in games and relied on special teams to win. And in the Oilers' last 25 games, Edmonton went 19-4-2 under Jay Woodcroft, who was 26-9-3 overall. That's a 720-plus winning percentage. His teams were ready to go. But something has happened in this playoffs here, and part of it may be the way LA is playing with their one-three-one, but it has been an issue, and the Oilers have to ramp up the energy. I think pretty much everybody assumed, especially when you factor in that the Kings did not have Drew Doughty, that even though Los Angeles was only five points behind Edmonton in the regular season, I think most people said Edmonton's got the better lineup. Um, that hasn't borne itself out, especially in Game Four and Game Five in the first period. The Kings were way better. Like the Oilers in Game Five, that was not that for me was a disappointment. Was how Edmonton came out of the gate. Now, saying that, the third period performance by Connor McDavid, uh, I probably spoke to yeah, twelve to fifteen. Um, let's say hockey people, uh, including a couple of the greatest players in the history of the game, and they're like, "Did you see the level that he was at?" in the third period, trying to will his team back. But there's been some quiet performances. And in fairness to Jay Woodcroft, and I know there was a lot of criticism out there for him blending the lines, but that's that's get direct and to the point here. The Oilers had several players missing in action on Tuesday night. Ryan McLeod had an opportunity uh, to play on Drysaddle's line. I, I think he misplayed the first four puck touches he had. Yes, a pull of comes out, and the hardest hit he's thrown all season has been on Ryan Nugent Hopkins, his, his linemate, to start that game. Did you see the look Nugent Hopkins gave after he got throttled like that? I mean, they're sitting there on the cycle, and Jesse skates right in RNH's track and just crushes him. 
Um, then he turns the puck over twice. There was another sequence where he went in the corner and went to bump the guy a lot. Like he, I, I don't know what's something has happened to Jet. And now I'm at the stage where I'm thinking he hasn't been right since he missed the 12 games. And because there's, there's, it can't be this bad with what we're seeing. Like he doesn't seem to have any confidence in his ability to push off. Um, so McLeod, Paul Yarby sort of took themselves out of the game. Duncan Keith and Evan Bouchard. They've had tough, since they've been paired together, they've had real good runs. And when they've had poor performances, they've usually come back and bounced back. That didn't happen the other night. Like, they had a poor performance in game four in LA, and Keith and Bouchard struggled, and Bouchard ended up in Chateau Bowell and got sat down. And I like Bouchard. I, I, you know, for me, he's got a high ceiling. He wasn't good, but Keith, as a veteran player, was brought in here to, to lead. And come crunch time in game four and game five, he had some tough minutes. Now, in the game-winning goal in overtime, I know everyone's like, well, you know, Keith's got to... The only thing Keith could have done in that situation at the end of a shift is maybe bring Kempe down. And with the way L.A.'s power play is gone, maybe that would have been the play. Uh, but Duncan certainly has had some tough moments because, you know, he'd been out there for a minute and 15. Vander Kane, who'd been very good through the first three games of the series, I'd even say was pretty good in game four. Bit of a flyby. Kane and Hyman involved in a couple goals where L.A. has killed. And I know Brian Lott talked about this in yesterday's show because I had a lengthy conversation with Brian today. The Oilers puck management, if you listen to our broadcasts, we talked about it. It was horrendous against L.A. in game number five. That said, the Oilers still had a puncher's chance to win. So they have a chance right now to turn it around tonight. But they got to be uh, better early in the games. And that's part of our top story for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. The biggest surprise for me in this series has been how poor the order starts have been in each of the five games. You know, maybe they, they cratered a bit, I guess. You can't you can't have it both ways. You can't sit there and say, "Well, the orders are gonna they're gonna have fans, and we have awesome fans in Edmonton. They're gonna have fans in the building, and it's gonna be a home ice advantage." And then turn around and say, "Well, you know what? There were some guys that had some nerve issues out there because of the." I, I don't buy that. Like those are your home fans, play. Let's go. And so that I think the biggest thing that surprised me is how poor the orders first periods have been, even in game three where they got up two nothing. I mean, Edmonton's been outscored 5-2 in the first periods. Even in Game 3, they were outplayed. And Smith was good, made some stellar stops. So, uh, I mean, that's another thing. You're sitting there looking at a series in which, just in the playoffs, out of 16, and these are the 16 best teams in the league. So let's establish that. The winners are third in goals for, fifth in goals against, second on the power play, second in PK, sixth in shot for, and they've split the face-offs. They're seventh in face-offs. They got a plus six goal differential or down in this series. So they gotta, they gotta get off to better starts. That is gonna be priority number one. Uh, Oilers now audio vault for direct wear, wear feature in Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices and customer service that makes you feel like family. Jay Woodcroft spoke yesterday after we landed here in Los Angeles and had this to say on flushing the OT loss. Every day is his own day, and we want to take care of the day's business. And in the playoff um, hunt here, uh, you know, the message has been that we want to return to baseline. Whether you win a game, whether you don't win a game, it's about returning to that baseline and being the best you can be and continue to improve each day, and that's, that's where our mindset is. Uh, Darnell Nurse suspended. Edmonton's going to miss him. Now, that said... 
Nurse is playing 21.45 per game in the playoffs. He played 25 minutes in the regular season. Now he played 26.5 for Tippett and Playfair. He played about 23.5 for uh, Woodcroft and Manson. Here's Jay Woodcroft on the Oilers missing Nurse. He's a pretty good hockey player that's been taken out of our lineup. Um, but, um, you know, we've we've had him out of our lineup before and been able to handle it, and that's what we expect to do. And Woodcroft isn't upset that uh, with Nurse over the suspension. The suspension is the suspension. No, I'm not disappointed in Darnell. Darnell plays the game hard. I, I don't think uh, there was any intention there at all. Um, it just kind of happened in, in the uh, the way the game was being played. And, you know, we, as I said earlier, we accept the decision and we'll move on. Meanwhile, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who's, uh, you know, been here for 11 seasons now, was asked a challenging question on the Oilers trying to avoid what would be considered another playoff disappointment. I think you definitely learn from experiences like that from the past, and uh, this group has been through a few of them now. So, I mean, um, we know that we need to go out there and we need to play with that desperation, but at the same time, we need to stay within ourselves and, and not come out of structure to, to try too much and don't force things and, uh, and stay disciplined. I mean, uh, where we've had success this season is is following through with our structure and, and playing from there, and uh, that's what's going to lead us uh, tomorrow. And that's part of what's undone Edmonton, especially early in games they've had. And it's basically been uh, from just inside the Oilers' blue line until basically center ice. And the Kings have created some turnovers and then come right back at Edmonton and smacked them in the mouth and created some scoring opportunities at R&H had these comments on the necessary adjustments to make for tonight's game. Comes down to us making hard plays and not giving them anything to transition easily through us. And um, I mean, we got to put pucks in the right positions, the right spots to be able to get a four check going. And uh, I mean, we're at our best when we're playing with speed and we're playing down low and uh, we're working teams uh, on the cycle. And um, I mean, that's what we need to get back to is just putting pucks in good spots for for our line mates, uh, uh, the rest of the guys to, to be able to come up with pucks and play from there. And uh, RNH added an additional thought on the must-win situation. I think the guys have uh, done a good job in just understanding that this is uh, it's, it's do or die tomorrow, and uh, we need to put our best foot forward and be ready to play. I mean, there's no excuses. Uh, we need to have a good start and and go from there. But I mean, this is this is part of playoff hockey, and uh, you're going to go through adversity. And uh, there's no easy games. There's no easy series. So um, I mean, we're going to be prepared to go tomorrow. No, again, no Darnell Nurse, uh, RNH, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisettle, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Darnell Nurse. I mean, those guys are sort of the core four guys that were part of the 16 17 playoff run. RNH had these comments, and the Oilers playing without their best defenseman. We have to play the right way. I mean, uh, when a guy like Nursey goes out of the lineup, we got to be able to pick up the slack and and, and just and keep the same mentality and, and play the same way no matter who's in the lineup. And obviously, uh, I think for him, it's it'll be it's tough uh, tough being out for a, a big game like this. But at the same time, like you said, I mean, we want to we want to make sure that uh, uh, we give him the chance to play in Game Seven. All right. Meanwhile, Cody Cece, who I think most people would agree has has played pretty well this year. Do you think that's fair, Brendan, that Cody Cece has had a pretty strong first year here in Edmonton? Yeah, I think exceeding expectations, certainly at the defensive end of the ice. Yeah, no question. Uh, Cece had these comments on Nurse's absence for tonight's game due to his one-game suspension. It's a big loss for us. I mean, he plays uh, big minutes, and he's... Uh 
It's been a big leader for us on and off the ice, so uh, guys are just going to have to step up. And CC Book knows that the Oilers can play better than they've shown, certainly over the last couple games. We've shown that we can... Uh, we can play well, we can beat this team, and we've shown that we can dominate. So I think uh, we have to, uh, we just have to do that tomorrow. And uh, I don't think, if, uh, I don't think we should leave it to chance. I don't think we should uh, should play uh, play the way we have been when we've been losing. I think we should uh, get back to how we were playing when we were winning those games. And CC uh, was asked to question. I mean, LA runs a one-three-one. It's got to be like if you don't think Todd McClellan wasn't stoked to get the Edmonton Oilers for a matchup, given what happened with Todd here in Edmonton in his fourth season, given that McClellan had concerns about the downgrading of the Oilers lineups um, uh, coming out of the sixteen seventeen playoff season, and again in seventeen eighteen, who was going to or eighteen nineteen, who was going to start the year on the right side? I mean. Todd was salivating at the opportunity to face the Edmonton Oilers. And he's, you know, he's going, I think, Brennan, I'm going to bring you in here. Is it fair to say that L.A. beating Edmonton would be considered an upset? I think so, absolutely, given Edmonton's offensive talent. And that they don't have Drew Doughty. <laughs> like, these two teams are close. So here's CeCe on the Oilers dealing with the Kings 1-3-1 scheme in the neutral ice. I think they're pretty well rehearsed in it. They've, they've played it uh played it for a while now and they're uh they're good at it so i don't think uh we can let it uh frustrate us too much um we've shown that we can that we can break it and we just need to to do that tomorrow night all right there you go that's the orders now audio vault for direct work we're back with the orders now lineup report for craig hummel at remax excellence and nhl today for our friends at elite promotional marketing you're listening to oilers now it's 12 24 in edmonton Mike Smith with a 9.30 save percentage in this series. And yet Edmonton's down two games to three to the Oilers. Now lineup report brought to you by Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Find your dream home, sell your old home. Sold today, Edmonton.ca. So uh, we know Darnell Nurse is suspended. Kulak likely with CC. Uh, Keith and Bouchard, I would assume, will be reunited. They both got to pull it up together. It's not just on the younger Bouchard. Duncan Keith's got to play a lot better, too. Uh, that would leave Russell and Barry, who were Edmonton's second pairing last year against Winnipeg. If they go 11 and 7, Broberg would be in, and that might ease the workload on a couple of guys on the left side. If they do that, somebody's got to come out up front and forward. Uh, I wouldn't read uh, too much until the actual game gets going, other than to say that uh, Drysettles play elevated when he was with McDavid. I believe that uh, Leon is playing labored, uh, potentially with both uh, an injury and illness at this time. Um, so who comes out up front if they go 11 and 7? Well, Fogel's played 838 per game. Uh, yes, the Pugliarvi is at 10.49. Cassian's at 8.50. I don't see Cassian coming out. I don't see Ryan coming out. I don't see Archibald coming out. So, and I don't see McLeod coming out. So it's going to be one of, if they go 11 and 7, my guess is it'll be Fogel and Pugliarvi. There you go. That's the Oilers line. I know, I would expect no changes for LA. Jonathan Quick starts in goal three and two in the series. A 3.79 goals against average and 8.87 save percentage. To NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. There are four game sixes tonight. 
And Brendan Escott's going to tell you about the other three. Yeah, because like Edmonton, Boston, Minnesota, and Tampa are all trying to stave off elimination tonight. Toronto can actually win a playoff round for the first time since 2004 if they beat Tampa on the road tonight. You know, Carter Savoy signed his three-year entry-level contract with Edmonton last night. I've got more on him coming up in the prospect report today for Scott Arthur Millwork. Uh, Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, Igor Shosturkin, if you missed this, are the Hart Trophy final. Senators defenseman Thomas Shabbat, he's been named uh, Team Canada's captain for the upcoming Men's World Hockey Championship. Uh, Josh Anderson, Devils defenseman Damon Severson, and Jets centers Pierre-Luc Dubois and Adam Lowry. They're the alternate captains. Canada plays Germany tomorrow in Helsinki in its first game of the tournament. Bakersfield down 0-2 to Stockton in their second round Calder Cup series now following a 3-2 road loss last night. Uh, game 3 would go tomorrow. Game Four on Sunday if they can force it there and make it eight for eight now in the postseason for the Oil Kings. They completed a second straight sweep, knocking off Red Deer 4-2 in Central Alberta last night. They're in the Eastern Conference Finals, setting up a date in all likelihood with Winnipeg. Uh, they have a 3-1 series lead on Moose Jaw. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell back with Louis DeBrusque for GCL Diesel. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.